This is Alan. This is Brandon. And welcome to D6 Minutes, the short miniatures gaming podcast companion to Dice Over Everything. All right, so you got your dice ready to figure out how long we're going to talk about yes. this Yes. Roll the dice and talk about it for whatever number's on there. All right, you want to go first? Sure. So the first question is, what is the top reason 40K players like 40K, according to you, besides the fact that it's the most popular game? This is going to get me in trouble. <laughs> Five minutes. Oh, Tell me everything. Okay. Oh, I'm going to write down the time we start the set so I can stop soon. Okay. So the, my psychological evaluation of the typical 40K player. <laughs> okay. Let's yep. begin with this. Okay. So 40K has been around for a long time. Yeah. So it's almost seen as like the basic game that you're not, these people aren't going to get like, they know what they're, I wouldn't say they know what they're getting into, but I think they're just mm -hmm. scared that they're not going to be accepted if they go into some sort of niche. If they go off that, into some other game, they're afraid that no that one they will, won't find people. Yeah. That no oh, one right. will share the interest with them. That they feel they need mm -hmm. support in their hobby. So, okay. So okay. This is very psychological. Okay. Yeah, uh -huh. let's psychoanalyze these people. So, so what you're saying is the reason is some, I only started thinking about this psychoanalysis, psychoanalytical problem with the people <laughs> that play. <laughs> okay, all well, right, continue, continue. I'm sorry if I interrupted. This is only the main reason. There's lots of other reasons. This mm -hmm. is just the main one besides the popularity of the game. Yeah, you you said the main one, so I'm going yeah, for the yeah. main one. Yeah, I suspect that just they want to be accepted and okay they go down the well-trodden path of there's people who play 40k 40k miniatures they're they're reliably de decent mm -hmm. there's like there's the player base out there mm -hmm. like everybody who's in gaming kind of knows the lore behind it <laughs> so the fear of the unknown miniatures aren't super hard to paint they're not like crazy detailed like infinity okay and yeah. they're not crap like some people we won't bother going into now those are other <laughs> topics uh -huh. So what they've done is just take the safe path in life. Oh, interesting. So the idea is <laughs> they're they're not going to 40k. So it's 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 almost like you're saying popularity, but it's the psychological aspect of the fact that it's the safe choice. Yeah, like the painting challenge is often not super super high on it. Obviously, there's like lots of detailed miniatures out there, and your Admech, your Dark Eldar. Well, Dark Eldar compared to other like variants of Dark Eldar that come from other manufacturers, mm -hmm. they can be a little harder to paint. But for the most part, mm -hmm. the shapes they put out are not mm -hmm. crazy challenging. Okay, so it. Okay, that's not so bad. The way that you painted oh. it, the, the psychological idea of taking the safe path because you're getting into this new type of hobby and then once they get into it where they just don't leave yeah because that's that's oh because that's the psychological idea of not wanting to leave that's something that's too that's you don't don't want to branch out at something that's a little bit scary yeah interesting okay so that's, that's my thought 
are you going down a worse road or are you going more? No, I was not going to talk about, I was thinking in general, I'm actually wondering about this because uh, obviously the popularity is obviously the biggest thing, right? The fact that it's the oldest, longest thing, right? But I do wonder if, uh, if it had released today, if Warhammer 40,000 wouldn't become one of the most popular franchises out there. Um, is there something else about the game that is uh, more, I don't know, more exciting or something like that, that would drag people in if it was like a brand new game? Yes, your question is what gets people into the game like now, right? Yeah. Yeah. So like you were saying, yeah, people have already been in the game, which makes sense for those people. But the question of what gets people into the game, that was my thought on why people get into okay. the game. Okay. Okay. Only got one minute left, so you don't have to, don't have to go too long. Yeah, too I know. So uh, I would say in some ways, I think that that's just getting at a different aspect of popularity. So I'm going to say something, which I think is, I, you're not wrong, but I want to get at something a little bit different in terms of the general gameplay. I don't know, honestly. <laughs> <laughs> uh, you know what I'll say? I'll say this. The art is very, very good. Mm-hmm. It's. I would say the second thing, if, if I were looking at this this game brand new. The packaging and um, are quite good. Yeah. Yeah, the packaging and presentation and the art would drag me in. In fact, if I didn't know anything about the game, I might get into the lore and the game just from the art and not the more like what do you call it the more world of warcraft art that they're releasing now but a lot of the older art was very different it was more grimy it was more vicious and more uh, out there especially like you know the john blanche stuff right it doesn't even look like it's very very stylized right it, it, and the style has nothing to do with how the models look like. Yeah, but I don't think the but people was, are in the books until they get into the game. So yeah, that's true. Anyhow, I right. guess that's just for me. So the answer is I don't know. Okay, well I I gave an answer. I didn't I didn't evaluate anyone individually here. We can come back and start doing individual okay. analysis later off stream. <laughs> okay. <laughs> All right. All right. So on. On one of our possibly upcoming or just released podcasts, we were talking about conversions. Mm-hmm. So what was the craziest conversion that you've done? The craziest conversion. Whew. Five minutes. Well, we just oh, killed goodness. the whole podcast right there. Damn. Yeah. <laughs> okay. The craziest conversion I've done. I don't actually even think I do that crazy conversions. Um. Do I have to go first while you think of it? You go that? first. You go first and I, let me think about it. Okay. So I'm going to suffer from recency bias, bias here first. Uh-huh. Uh, I'm going with an infinity conversion I did based on stuff you actually gave me. From okay. who's been at the store and one of your previous models. And why it becomes crazy is because when you're con- like plastic conversions are one thing, but metal conversions are an entire other beast and infinity is mm-hmm. all metal. So I took two of the tags which are big robot guys and uh-huh. did a, did a mashup of the two which basically mm-hmm. involved like taking off giant chunks from their arms and then taking a chunk off another arm and recreating new shoulders replacing mm-hmm. heads which in infinity like you've got all this sort of tendons that go through it mm-hmm. that are kind of I'm trying to liken it they're kind of like a cord 
tendons with accordion pieces on it. So all that had to get re-sculpted to change the heads, change like parts of the arm, then put another part of the arm onto the other model and just mm -hmm. carving through thick chunks of metal to mm -hmm. recombine all these pieces. Yeah, cutting metal is super pain in the ass, especially when you want to cut someone in half. Yeah, but it became one really damn cool robot out of destroying another cool robot. <laughs> two cool robots, you mean? Yes, two cool robots. Robot, <laughs> but basically there was one less cool robot that went into it, and I uh, wanted okay. to represent the less cool robot by involving to make it look more like the cool robot. So you rip the, the yeah, okay, yeah, fair enough. Yeah. The Guija combined with Scarface. Yeah. All right. Yeah, uh, that's definitely one way to go about creating a cool robot. Taking I, or making one robot look cooler. Just take another robot and mash it in there. Another cool robot. Um, all right. I, I, I remember um, probably my biggest conversion uh, that uh, I enjoyed and I thought was successful. Uh, it was a 40K model. Um, so I have a battle wagon, which is an orc, an orc battle wagon, which is the idea is it's supposed to be like a, a battle truck. But I didn't like how short the uh, truck is because it feels like it's just the, like it's supposed to be this big thing, right? And, and the entire idea of 40K is supposed to be really big. And mm -hmm. this vehicle is supposed to hold like 20 orc boys in it, right? But when you look at the model, they, there's no way the orc boys can fit in unless they're literally stacked on top of each other. Or they're all just yeah. hanging on the side. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. So what I did was... Uh, Basically, I treated the, the orc wagon portion as the front part of a, of a what do you call it, an eight-wheeler, right? And I took a toy uh, truck as a base to put on the trailer. Mm -hmm. And I basically added an entire orc trailer onto the back to make the actual orc battle wagon as big as an actual you know, Mack truck kind of, well, technically bigger. But, so kind of, not like what you would think of as a Mad Max, like road train. Exactly. Yeah. So where the back is a little bit open where, where, you know, you can now actually shove in at tons of orcs in the back. So it's like an entire caboose kind of thing. And it, I, I really liked how it looked. It ended up giving the truck, a you know, a, 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 the wagon, like a truck feel, right? Because it has the caboose now in the back. And it can now actually fit all those guys. And it ended up looking way more imposing when you put it on the table. So, Yeah, I think big conversions are always like the large size models when you convert them. Mm -hmm. Always look the coolest. Yeah. Like little guys, fact, you yeah. know what you've done to them. It might be crazy. Like I've just cut straight through metal models torsos and change torsos but nobody really notices that when you've got a big piece converted yeah people know you've done it and that piece is like entirely from you know like a, a toy truck so it's literally not part of the normal orc battle wagon model yep. so everyone it, like it sticks out a lot because it just doesn't exist on most people's battle wagons yeah it's like a a foot long model now <laughs> <laughs> yes it is <laughs> it makes it look like a natural truck so it's cool uh, so that's probably my biggest uh at least my the one that I, I like the most that it's the most successful now i can't even think about using a battle wagon without a caboose like if i needed a second battle wagon i have to build another second 
back truck like caboose thing. Otherwise, it'll look tiny and weird. Yeah. All right. Well, there was two two interesting topics. So I guess if anyone yeah. has has conversions they want to mention, they can go to our Facebook Facebook group where we post all that sort of stuff at yeah. Dice, Dice. Over group. Yep. Or they can uh, you can uh, if you want to ask us another question of anything, you can uh, email us at contact at diceovereverything.com. Yeah, well, thanks for listening. Bye.